0: Thank you, Bella. Great to be here. Welcome back to another edition of the Soccer Specialist Podcast. And today, I have to start with something that just hurt my heart a little bit. We were at training Monday night. One of my players had a shirt that said, forget about it, Friday's on it, you know, forget about it being one word. Most of you should know what that that is. Apparently, it wasn't her shirt. At one time during training, she actually asked the teammates what that forget about it word was nobody knew. They were trying to pronounce it literally the way it was spelled. Nobody had any idea. I can't believe, especially kids that grew up in New Jersey, do not know the phrase, forget about it. Where is your sense of culture and history? History did not start yesterday on TikTok. Please, please, please don't be like that. And here was another one. We played on Sunday, completely dominated the game, should have been six or seven nothing, but we forgot one part of the game. Scoring. So we had a 0-0 zero, zero tie. I said, ties are like kissing your sister. They all looked at me like I had two heads. Finally, one of them spoke up and said, my dad said that to me when we got in the car. I had no idea what he meant. Come on, players. Get it together a little bit, okay? Please. All right, that's the end of my rant. So first I want to share with something on an email I got the other day. I always k- kind of hesitate to... to use these because it seems a little self-serving but i really thought this was awesome it made me feel great but it also says a lot about you and i really do appreciate it i'm not going to mention the person's name i didn't ask but so i'm sure they'll recognize the uh the message it says i have two younger boys in soccer eight and almost six and we live in that doesn't matter i found your podcast because someone recommended it in one of the facebook pages i am in And since, I've recommended it to so many older players and parents because it's been fantastic in helping us as parents navigate soccer properly. I was so proud of one of our best friend's sons who has played up for many years and is a rock star. He was driving up to his dad's and listened for the first time and told his mom he really liked the self-confidence podcast that you did and listened to them the entire way up to his dad's. You certainly have impacted so many and have some great lessons for everyone and every age. First thank you so much for writing that It made my day it was fantastic you do things like this where there's not that real connection podcasts and books like that and you always wonder if you're reaching anybody how many you're reaching what kind of impact you're having you're having so i really really do appreciate it also in there one thing that i want to point out that's really important to all of you listening players parents coaches or whatever is this was all through word of mouth right she someone recommended it to her she's recommending it to others and i really really do appreciate that because that's the only way it's getting it's getting out there and the only reason that it's growing is because all of you that are listening have if you've been impacted positively you have taken the time to let others know about it and i really really do appreciate that okay now moving on before i get to the thing i really want to talk about for this podcast i do want to share one other thing and i may have talked about this before if so I apologize so many different things I can't keep track of everything I've shared or haven't shared yet but uh, um, I forget what triggered this this is something that I had mentioned somewhere previously and it was it was brought up yesterday uh, for a player I think was age 12 or 13 uh, having some issues I think that was a um, growth spurt I think is what triggered this and so I just want to point out and players I want you to hear this because I think it's important that if you feel comfortable enough and I encourage you to do so, talk to a teammate if you're having issues, talk to your parent if you're having issues, if you have a good relationship with your coach, talk to them even if you don't want to get in, into specifics, just let them know that there's something going on. Players will have struggles you don't know about. I think as adults sometimes we forget the difficulty of growing up, right? Recognize that possibility, be supportive. And look, this can be a lot of things. It can be school. It can be friends. Uh, for this, I just want to give an example to focus on something specific, and that's physical. And that's just the the growth issues that they all go, they're all going to go through. You know, I got an email from someone who grabbed a copy of Impact Soccer Performance has a U12 daughter because she, he. He was asking me about the the body weight program, but anyway, that she's going through a growth spurt. Now, I responded to his entire email and mentioned that the body weight program would probably be a good place to start and that she's at a tough age for girls. One of my girls who started with me at the beginning, she was barely eight years old, still here at U18, she went through a really tough U11 season because of body changes. Her overall movement, her speed, they were really affected. She was kind of a little awkward, um, and at that, at, before that had been athletic and fast. She was a good player, but she suddenly found herself getting beat all the time. She spent a lot of the season chasing, um, unable to ch- and unable to chase down players. She would have easily caught even a few months before. And so it's just so impar- important for parents and coaches to realize that and understand that there's going to be a lot of development up and downs over, over, the, over games, over seasons, over years. Okay, and so it's important to try and take a step back. And for players, you need to understand this too. You need to understand, especially the physical part, because there's not really much you can do about it, and understand that it's not necessarily your soccer. You're not necessarily having players get a lot better than you or you getting worse. You're just going through some physical changes that it's going to take time to adjust to. And so we all need to try and take a step back and recognize why. And when a player may be struggling and look a lot of times it's not because they reach their potential it's not because they don't care or they have an attitude and a lot of times it's not burnout either although it can look like it they can look like they're no longer motivated like they no longer care but it could be as simple but at young ages just as devastating as a fallout with a good friend uh, bad grades in school maybe they're struggling for the first time they used to get all A's they moved up a great you know they've gone up another grade they have a subject they struggle with Young players need a support system of adults and friends, to be quite honest. Even if they'll say they don't, even if they don't want to talk about something, it's important that they understand that you're there if they do eventually want to. And sometimes to help them improve as soccer players, you need to be there and be understanding about things that have nothing to do with soccer but is affecting their soccer. And this is why I've always said one of the reasons I hate club hopping Coaches need to be much more than coaches, and they need to develop relationships with players, and that takes time, okay? In order to help a player the the best, coaches need that relationship, and it doesn't happen when players are jumping teams every season. It's just not going to work, okay? Uh, moving on, that took a little longer than I thought. I just wanted to put that out there because it came up yesterday. I got a lot of good responses to it in the Facebook group, and so I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. And finally, we're going to get to the actual topic, behaviors. Versus outcomes, okay? We're so outcome-centric. We're so focused on the end, the result, how things look with a finished product. But one of the best things you can do for development is to stop focusing on outcomes, start focusing on behaviors. It's easily seen in the more general fitness field. To give you a, a great example, because a, a industry I was in for have been in for a long time, and just as a person but also in helping others in training stop for like for adults maybe someone just say oh i'm so fed up i'm g- got overweight i want to lose 50 pounds and but that's their focus it's on the end game of that 50 pounds and and what that's going to look like but instead you need to focus on behaviors like what you need to do to do that you know lifting three times a week cardio twice a week preparing healthy meals for the week on sundays seven hours of sleep a night things like that be behavior focused and you'll get the outcome Okay, it's behaviors that drive outcomes. So getting into soccer specifically, you don't have a good shot. Maybe you can't hit anything outside of 12 yards or if you're a little older, outside of 8 yards. You can't hit for distance. Don't focus on a more powerful shot, which is the outcome. Focus on the things that get you a more powerful shot, which is all about technique. Plant foot in the correct place. And I always emphasize that because I, I say... Seven out of ten players I see, youth players, do not have their plant foot in the correct place. It's too far behind the ball. That right there is going to take away power. Locked ankle. That's another huge one. Contact on the correct part of the ball. Landing on the shooting foot. These are all behaviors you can work on. Okay, when working, looking for players, working with players looking for more power, I'll even have them shoot for five or six yards away when we actually shoot on a goal because I don't want them focused focus on the outcome of the shot in terms of where it's going by shooting from distance. Two things happen. They get sloppy, they mess up the behaviors that they need because they're focused on the distance and they're swinging too hard because they know they can't get there with that kind of power. And then they're looking at the result of a shot, they can't yet hit it from 18 but they're shooting from 18. They get discouraged because the shot doesn't reach, or it doesn't get there with enough power, or you know what have you, and and then they're outcome focused and they struggle with behaviors and they never develop. Okay, uh, good example. Something I learned in taking a Taekwondo. When talking about uh board breaking, when we got to uh, belt tests and having to break boards, uh, my instructor would talk about you're not making contact. You're not hitting the front of the first board you're going through the back of the last board okay so for an example if you're throwing a punch and by the time you make contact with the board your arms almost fully extended you're never breaking through that board right you're not so in that case your your feet again just like soccer your feet your plant foot you're not in the right place you're too far away you're not driving through it's the same with ball striking Plant foot has to be in the right place. Your leg is like a pendulum. Okay, that bottom part where it's mostly going along the ground. You want to be able to have that going through the ball. You don't want to contact with the ball as your foot's starting to come up because you're not going to get any power. Usually you're going to hit a bad floater in the air. And that that swing, that contact point is determined by your plant foot. Okay. One great thing you can try is think of an imaginary second ball ahead of the ball you're striking. Two balls together you want to you're striking that second imaginary ball okay in order to do that you really have to strike through the first ball which is the real ball you're gonna get a lot more power that way okay I got into a little detail about Uh, the ball striking for power but I just wanted to give you a really good idea of the things you need to focus on the behaviors and then it becomes you need to do that where in your schedule if that you're serious about power maybe it's 10 minutes a day in the backyard or or what have you and get out there and really focus on those things plant foot locked ankle contact point follow through landing on the shooting foot okay or maybe you're a weak foot you really want to to uh, improve that at least for simply passing okay so then it's what's the plan 10 minutes a day with a rebounder or or out on a wall or even getting your parents if they can't play at all they can roll you the ball and you're just you're just working on again the behaviors and the same type of things i won't get into too much detail but plant foot locked ankle all that stuff but making sure you emphasize weak foot play it could be taking balls out of the air chest thigh foot combinations chest thigh foot thigh foot those different things get somebody to toss you a ball first touch which is a huge one what's your plan you want a better first touch what's your plan wall passing is a huge one Um, real quick I have a cone drill I love to do Um, this can be very competitive now you can do this on a wall to challenge yourself but it also becomes very competitive if you do this with a teammate each of you need four cones you can use socks leaves sneakers I don't I don't care set up a little square a, you want to get the square smaller over time, and I don't mean just in one session, but over time But you give yourself a little bit of time to, to start. Maybe it's two yards by two yards Put a teammate not very far away because we don't want to worry about the distance and accuracy to the pass Maybe your the teammates only four or five yards away and they have cones set up as well And the whole idea here are the rules the ball has to be on the ground and it has to be to your teammates feet And that's why I don't want you too far apart and then it's can your first touch stay in your square does that make sense? So you want to start in the back of the square on the imaginary line between the back two cones. Your teammate hit you a hard pass on the ground. Your first touch needs to stay in the square. Your second touch is a pass to them. So you also get a little bit quality footwork too, because after you pass, you want to take quick steps to get to the back of that square because you want all the space you can get. And as you get used to it and you get better at it, you're hitting harder, but again, on the ground, harder passes to your teammates because you want to get them to take a first touch out of the square. You can even start keeping score. Okay, maybe you get a a point for each one in the square and lose a point for each one out, or you just lose a point for each one out, or what have you. Or maybe you play to five, and each first touch out of the square is a point. First one to five loses. You could play like that. But little things like that, and then you focus on the behaviors within that. The outcome of a a first touch is going to get there. Okay, and take the time to emphasize one thing in your training. Pick. I look. There's a ton to learn, so you don't. Stop doing everything else. If you're doing ball mastery, you've got the 30-day ball control plan at thesoccerspecialist.com. If you don't go get it, it's awesome. You'll develop better control of the ball. But maybe you're doing that, but you also want to work on your your weak foot with your your passing. That's fine. You can add that, right? That can be something you emphasize by taking five, ten minutes a day, maybe go out and hit 50 passes against the wall, what have you. You know, for a little bit of time, you just want to spend a little extra time on one specific thing that you really, really want to work on. Because uh, I heard this the other day. I thought this was really cool. I actually saw a commercial for uh, Wayne Gretzky masterclass in in it where he said, uh, you don't become good because you think you're good. You become good because you're committed to getting a little better each day. And that's all this is about, right? Focus on those behaviors and you're going to get a little bit better every day and those outcomes will happen when? I don't know. We're all different. We all develop a different rate. It takes a different amount of time. You know, some people are, are kind of a natural. I could go, I could show, you know, one player the, the Ronaldo chop and, you know, next practice, she's showing it back to me and she looks great. Others, it might take them a month, but then they get it. Okay. But you focus on the behaviors and not the outcomes and you get there. Okay. Because look, and I said this before, success doesn't come easily if everyone did it. If it did, everyone would be good at everything. Right, but you're not everyone. You are special. Just the fact that you're even listening to this, or the fact that, or your parents are listening and share, and you take something from this sets you apart from 99% of the kids out there playing. Look, you will be amazed, amazed at what you're truly capable of if you only let yourself reach for more than you think is possible. Reach beyond your grasp. So what if it's out of your grasp? Risa anyway. You're gonna. Su- you may surprise yourself. Look, potential is rarely realized by anyone, but I'm telling you, if you want success in the game of soccer, as bad as you want to breathe, you're gonna make those changes, you're gonna focus on those behaviors, you're gonna be better, okay? You're gonna train better, you're gonna engage mentally better, you're gonna achieve more, because as far as you've come to this point, that's only the beginning of your journey. Seek more, want more, learn more, commit more, be more. Focus on behaviors, focus on process, the outcomes will happen for you. I guarantee it, okay? And look, soccer keeps evolving. Uh, Speed of play, technically, physically, it's getting quicker, the game's getting faster. And athletic traits like speed, agility, quickness, change of direction, they matter more and more and more. Every day, soccer players are getting bigger, faster, stronger, they're getting more explosive. And you need to do that in order to stay competitive. If you're not improving your athleticism, you're falling behind, no matter how technical and skilled you might be, you gotta put the two together. Put the two together okay and that is the reason i created impact soccer form is very simple too many talented players are getting left behind because they're technical but they're not standout athletes right maybe the coaches think they're too small they're too slow and that's all nonsense anyway the coach's job is to make them better players that's a cop-out think a player's too a players good technically but they're too small they're too slow you're not doing your job that player should stay on your team and you make them better okay rant over sorry But the truth is a lot of those players don't get a chance to grow and develop because too many coaches, they choose the early developing athletes because they don't want to actually coach and make players better. They want to win. It's much, much easier for a coach. But I don't want you to be that player. That's why I created Impact Soccer Performance to give you that athletic edge you need that's going to allow you to show off your smarts and your skills. So please, at least check out the page. See what might be something that's for you. ImpactSoccerPerformance.com. Okay, it's a 12-week program work on your speed your your strength the agility change direction all that great stuff and i am going to leave it there once again this got longer than i thought it would be and i really do apologize for that i do hope you got something out of it if you did please share it with someone that you might you think might benefit as well as always i really do appreciate everything you do in terms of listening to the podcast sharing them with others hopefully taking action on too and actually getting something out of it and i'm going to leave it there and i will talk to you later (laughs)